Hello, and welcome back to episode three of the Vaguely Witchy podcast. I wanted to start this episode off by apologizing because I completely forgot to hit that sweet publish button, that good, good publish button on my last um, episode. So you're getting two episodes this week. And as usual, I'm going to start with the tarot reading. Um, I think I'm going to keep it relatively quick for the tarot today and uh, go back to my roots and do the very first spread that I learned how to do um, when my mom taught me how to do tarot. So I'll explain how to do that spread. So if you have a tarot deck at home, you are more than welcome to try it out. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for today, I... Um, I'm just going to do a, a quick reading for you and take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Um, I feel like you can definitely hear the cat purring on my lap. Um, but you know, that's how familiars are. So, okay. So, you're going to want to shuffle your cards until you get that intuitive sense um, that something's up, that, uh, that there's a message in there for you. So, feeling like stopping there. Now divide it into four piles. Do a row of three and then one in the center just above that row. So, you've got four placeholders. The first card, which we pulled the Three of Swords in, represents um, what's at hand. So what the universe wants to call into focus for this moment. And with it being the Three of Swords, let's see what the universe wants to call attention to you uh, at this time. Three of Swords reversed. I should specify. So, solitude, lack of understanding, and painful loss. Oof! I feel like the last few readings have been kind of sad. Um, and I guess, like, COVID times and everything, it kind of makes sense. And, like, you know, we are going through a period of solitude, at least in Canada again. Um, I know Ottawa is... A hot spot for COVID right now. So there's um, a lot of changes happening and more restrictions. So I'm quarantining for the most part. Oh, excuse me. Um, a lack of understanding and a painful loss. So, you know, there's a lot of things changing, a lot of things happening. Um, we don't really know what the world's going to look like, but, um, yeah, that's our first card placement. Now, on the bottom row, the card on your left, or the pile on your left, flip the top card, and that top card represents past influences. So, the things that have occurred that have led you to the current state. For this card, I pulled for you 
uh, the Six of Pentacles, which represents generosity, possibility of learning, and confidence. So, um, maybe, well, it didn't necessarily lead up. Oh, actually, okay, you know what I'm getting? This solitude, yes, maybe quarantine stuff, but mixed with the lack of understanding, I am seeing that maybe because of your more recent past, you've kind of got like a little bit of of confidence in you. Um, there's so much generosity, you know. I I see this as you setting expectations for the people in your life um or the people that you're inviting into your life like you know who you are um and now maybe you're looking to foster relationships with people who have an understanding for you um but it might be difficult at this time and you're facing a lot of solitude, but it may be your choice to be solitary at this point. So maybe you're looking or you're ready for a partner, but not necessarily hunting one down. You're just open to it because you are confident in who you are right now. Um, and you're at a certain place in your life where you know that the person that's going to fit well with you will understand you um but waiting for that person it might be a little bit lonely so the next uh the next pile so directly under the first card you pulled flip that bad boy and we've got the four of swords this placement also represents um what to consider moving forward. So the Four of Swords reversed says sleep, long waits, isolation, and misanthropy. Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm definitely seeing this. Okay, so sleep, long waits, isolation, and misanthropy. So, as I said before, like, you know what you want, um, but there isn't necessarily, like, a, a need for it. And that's good. That, that means that you're probably ready. Um, but you also know that there's gonna be some waiting, um, and that's okay, some isolation still so maybe this is still a time to be getting to know pardon to get to know yourself um and misanthropy maybe there's gonna be certain people that you think oh my gosh like this this could be a connection this could be someone who understands me this could be something you want to foster into a relationship um and then you end up disappointed, which makes you kind of look at the general idea of it in a negative light. Um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm seeing. Don't get dismal, though. 
Let's see what the last card has for us. Let's flip it over. Um, so the last card placement represents uh, what to do moving forward. And again, with tarot, it's like, it's not telling you exactly what to do. It's just laying out a path for you so that you can have a little bit of reflection, I suppose. Um, so this card is the, uh, the temperance card, which, and it is upright. So it says moderation, uh, ability to analyze and wisdom, serenity, purity. So, um, I think this time of solitude and isolation is actually going to lead you to a lot of like self-discovery, um, self-understanding, and your expectation for others to have an understanding for you, or at the very least, a compassion and respect towards you, um, surrounding your understanding of yourself and your own self-acceptance and stuff. Like, you're not going to settle for less. You're not going to settle for less now because you have, like, that serenity, that purity within you. Um, you can make connections with people. You can meet new people and gain wisdom. But you do understand and you're able to differentiate between that and who meets the standards you have for yourself when looking for someone to be a part of your life. Um, so I'm seeing actually a lot of power in this. It started off like a little bit iffy, a little bit sad, but I think like your sense of understanding is leading you to be more open to receiving the really, really positive things that the universe has in store for you in terms of connections maybe even like a soulmate connection who knows who knows soulmates twin flames hopefully not a um karmic connection i should explain those and i will <laughs> at a different time because today i've got a story for you so um Fasten on your witch hats because it's it's about to get wildly witchy in here. Alright, so I have a super, super fresh, exciting story to tell you. I'm still kind of freaking out about it because this... Oh my gosh, there's so much, there's so much going on, and it's all, like, it's new, but it's not new, um, <laughs> for me, it's new to you guys, because I'm telling you for the first time, but let me, let me set this scene a little bit. So, um, obviously I am fairly intuitive, um, and more recently I've been like researching clairsentience and clairaudience and stuff like that. I've always been so, so interested in mediumship. 
Um, and I, like, I have seen spirits. I grew up between two graveyards for the majority of my life, so, um, there was a lot of, like, stuff getting caught in the, in the crossfire, I guess? I don't know. Maybe ghosts visited each other between graveyards, but anyways, I, um... I really wanted to work on my like Claire audience skills because I think that's really really cool and for the most part like I when communicating with like my higher self or spirit guides or just spirits in general I don't necessarily hear things with my ears it's more so like an internal voice that isn't mine and it's not necessarily like a voice that I that has like um a sound that I can explain it's it's like a feeling I've described it before to people as like um if someone says I love you what you feel immediately after in relation to that word is very specific to that phrase um the way that i get those messages is sort of like the reverse where i feel it i feel that emotion or that response that emotional response without hearing the words but then the words come to me because i can easily like pick out what phrase would have made me feel that if that makes any sense um but sometimes it's a little bit difficult to understand um obviously like some things get lost in translation if there's literally no words um but I have been able to communicate certain things to certain people, like, um, I was unaware that a friend of mine was going through a really hard time where they were, um, losing a family member, uh, the family member was in the hospital. I had no idea at the time, but, um, when I was around this person, they, like, they didn't really show anything different, um, they're typically very private, closed-off person, but I had this feeling inside uh, while I was in their company, and this feeling just really strongly told me, you need to tell them it's going to be okay. And at first, because I was so aware that that wasn't my, like, voice, that wasn't my internal voice telling me to do that because externally, like, they seemed okay, um, but there was just this really, really powerful push to say that to them, and I didn't really understand, but I was like, okay, I, I'm just gonna do it. After a little bit of pushback, it almost seemed to go harder, so I was like, all right, I got, I got the memo, loud and clear, so... I just told the person, hey, it's gonna be okay. And they were like, I don't, why did you say that to me? And 
Um, they were really caught off guard because, of course, like, they had not shared anything with me. There would be no way that they, like, that I would have any information. Um, again, very, very private person. I, like, (laughs) when they were like, why did you say that to me? I was like, I just felt like you needed to hear it. And then they told me that that's exactly what they needed to hear. And they were surprised that it just came to me. Um, later, like much later, a few weeks, I think, um, things were explained to me. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I was probably like getting messages from like whoever was on the other side, uh, trying to comfort my friend um because it is it is really tough to to lose someone so i in those cases i'm really happy to be there for those those people in my life um but i wanted to practice it and get to a point where i could openly access like any information that could or should be or wanted to be like passed on to someone else So, I know it seems like a a wild thing to do, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like I, I kind of picked up on this a bit. I remember I used to do this with my mom as well. Like, after my grandfather passed away, I knew that my mom was hurting and my goodness, it was probably... 13 years ago, I think, my mom said this year, um, that her dad passed away, and that would have put me at 10 years old, and I didn't really understand at the time, like, I think I kind of did, but, um, I don't know, death to me, like, it's, I don't necessarily see it as an end, I never really have, so, I, um, I was just like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, they come back. You, you run into their souls again if you're meant to. And, like, that's just the way it is. That was my philosophy. Still is. Um, and, like, (sighs) that'll, (laughs) I've got so many more topics for you guys. Like, soul circles, reincarnation, like, all that stuff. Um, it, it's all built into the way that I think about death. So, Um, it was never, like, a scary topic or idea for me, and it never really bothered me. Um, that being said, like, you know, I did feel sad for the people who did experience loss. So, and, like, the empathy aspect and compassion, of course. So, I get it. Um, and I understand that everyone grieves in a different way, so... I I do my best to understand that and show compassion to those people however they need. Um, When I was 10, however, I was like, I don't really know how to do that. (laughs) So aside from just like giving my mom hugs and cards and stuff like that. But there was one night um, after my grandfather passed away and we had gone to the funeral and everything and I... I had been tucked into bed, but there was just 
something in my head that wasn't me, you know? Um, and I was like, you have to go downstairs and tell your mom that it's gonna be alright, and that I love her, and, um, I'm gonna be here for her. And I was like, okay. And I hopped out of bed, <laughs> walked down the stairs, and, uh, my mom was in the kitchen washing the dishes. I remember this very, very vividly, and I just walked up, and I hugged her. And I was like, you know, Grandpa's gonna miss you, and he loves you, and he's gonna be there for you. And I, I don't know if my mom remembers this story, but I was, like, very sure that that was a message from him. Um, but I really couldn't explain it because I was ten, so... <laughs> Um, anyways, I, like, this, this thing has always been around, but it's been a while since I've really had something clearly audible until last night. So, <laughs> I, more recently, during the quarantine, um, or, I don't even know if it, if I should refer to it as quarantine now, but, um, last week, I guess, I discovered that this girl that I went to school with, university, um, had moved to a house a street away from mine, and we made arrangements to hang out, get bubble tea, because that's how I bond, <laughs> and, um, and have like a socially distanced hangout and get to know each other because I, I didn't really know her. We had a couple classes together and like um, crossed paths and stuff, but I was, I kept to myself a lot in, uh, in university. Well, actually just in general, <laughs> um, but over the, the past few months with isolation and stuff, it's it's been different for me. I think I also just have, like, a lot more time and energy to put into my friendships now, so, you know, I've, I've gotten to know myself, and, like, the cards that we read today, I, like, I think my standards for not only romantic relationships, but, um, friendships and stuff that I have are a little bit higher. Like, I'm, I'm looking for that the understanding in different ways with different people. So I was open to getting to know people who had evidently common interests because we went to school for the same thing. Anyways, so jumping ahead, we uh, are drinking our bubble tea outside her adorable, just beautiful vintage home. And... Um, and she's telling me about the history of her place. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm convinced it's haunted. Um, and a mutual friend of ours, uh, who cat, cat sat? She was a cat sitter for me while I was visiting family, um, had told her that my apartment was haunted. So I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have stories. This is gonna be great. Um, someone that I can talk to more about all the the crazy witchy wild world um, 
it's gonna be fantastic. So we got on the topic of tarot cards and like our haunted apartments and um, I was like, oh, you've got to tell me like what what happens. Um, why do you think it's haunted? And she was saying how there's knocking on the walls and um, it usually happens I think she said at night, but occasionally it'll happen during the day, and it's just really random. And uh, even her skeptic boyfriend heard it, and he was looking around trying to find who was knocking. And for a while, they thought it was like one of the other people living in the home. Um, and when they found out that no one was knocking, they were like, okay, this place is definitely haunted, but they didn't really know what to do about it. They had someone come in and do a cleanse, um, like a Reiki master did a cleanse. They used a protected Ouija board, always protect your Ouija boards. Uh, you don't want to open up any portals to anything negative. Um, and, uh, yeah, they didn't really have anything come through, so, or anything of note, like, she explained that it was kind of boring, but, um, yeah, I was, I was deeply invested in the story, and she was telling me the history of the house, and, um, how way back in, like, the house was built in, like, the 1860s or something like that, but in, I guess, the early 1900s, um, a pianist lived there, and he would host parties, and it was, it was, like, this well-known thing, um, and he was so renowned that he played for one of the U.S. presidents, and I was like, that's really cool, like, I would love to live in a historical place like that, so, um, anyways, she continued, uh, to tell me different, you know, weird things that have happened over her life, and, um, she told me that she has a lot of dreams as well, and I, um, I grew up having my dreams interpreted by my mom. I think it's, um, mostly rooted in the indigenous traditions, but it was passed down to me, thankfully. I really, really appreciate the gift, and having a degree in English with a minor in psychology also helps to analyze things a little bit better, so it's a, it, like, it's not just mysticism, <laughs> um, but there is like a little bit of an intuitive factor when it comes to dream interpretation and analysis. So, um, anyway, just combined like a lot of, a lot of my skills and I offered my skills to her. Um, and I was like, Hey, if ever you want a dream analyzed, let me know. And, uh, as I was leaving, she's like, I do have a recurring dream. I'll, I'll send you the, the write-up of, like, what happens in the dream. So she sends me the write-up, and I'm going through it and doing a breakdown and understanding, um, sort of, like, what was going on. And she gave me a ballpark of her age, too, because she was between the ages of five and ten when, when this dream kept recurring. Um... And I, I explained the breakdown to her in steps. I think there were like nine steps because it was a fairly lengthy dream and there were a lot of components. 
Um, and I always feel kind of weird doing this. Um, and maybe I've mentioned it with the tarot readings as well, like where I just, I'm doing a general reading, but I feel like I, <laughs> I know more about what's going on or like what happened in someone's past or what's happening in someone's life than maybe they'd want me to know at that stage. Um, so I understand that it can sometimes be a little invasive or maybe I'm just projecting that I don't know everyone that I've read the dreams for or tarot for has been very appreciative and just really sweet and wonderful um so you know I guess I guess they're open to it and obviously like when I'm reading these things I definitely don't judge like I I do it because I want to help people. I want people to um, get a perspective on what they're dealing with from an outside perspective. So when I do the breakdown, it's a little bit easier to be reflective on those moments. So, you know, I want to be here to help. That's um, that's kind of the goal with all my spiritual uh, practices. So... Anyways, um, now the thing is, while I was doing the breakdown, I heard something on my window. And I'll try and replicate the sound. My nails are pretty short, but it went something like this. And I... At, upon hearing that, <laughs> I pictured long red nails, like acrylic red nails, and there was something about the, the hand they were attached to that I... Hands are really clear identifiers for me. I'm not entirely sure why I commit them to memory, but like I, if I just saw a hand from someone that I knew, like all that I saw of them was their hand. I'd be able to identify who it is. Um, but I saw this hand and I immediately knew that this was an older woman. Um, probably in her like 50s, I'd say. Um, maybe older. It was hard to tell. But I, I just had that very clear image after hearing the sound. And... I uh, I wanted to practice the clear audience. So after thinking about the the tapping or the knocking that my friend had heard in her apartment, I was like, oh, maybe maybe this is what it is. Maybe I've brought it here and it's trying to contact her through me. So I opened up dialogue. I was like, hello, um, can I help you with anything? You know, being of service, because again, that's all of what my spirituality is. Um, and I was like, are you here for uh, the person that I'm doing a reading for right now? And I got like this overwhelming sense, like this rush of emotion, just like a thankful, like, <sighs> kind of feeling that made my eyes tear up and I was like I'll take that as a yes um and I was like okay like what 
do you want to tell her? Um, and from there, it became difficult. Uh, just very, very overwhelming. And I was like, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish deciphering the stream. And then let me pull out my tarot cards. And we'll do a reading. So I, I finished up the analysis on the dream. Um, which, of course, my friend was very appreciative of, appreciative of very grateful, um, and it brought a lot of clarity to her, which I'm super, super thankful for, like, <laughs> as I keep saying, that's why I do this, and, um, and then I came into my room where my altar is set up, and I have all my tarot cards, and, you know, I, like, hovered my hand over each one, and I was like, okay, which... Which one should I read from? And again, same surge of energy um, for my one Book of the Dead tarot. And I was like, okay, not sure if there's significance. Um, but within this certain tarot deck, there is a little passage at the end of each card that says... It's like a little paragraph, and it's advice from the dead. Which I found very interesting, because... Um, well, we'll get to that. So, I shuffle, and as I'm shuffling, the word jovial comes to mind, and I just start laughing, but it's not, it's not like a maniacal laugh, like I wasn't freaked out, I was just genuinely in such a good, beautiful mood, um, but I was also like, I don't think this laugh is mine, like it feels very detached from me, it's just coming from my body <laughs> um and then I stopped shuffling because I I felt like this was it you know had that intuitive feeling and I pulled the fool card which again is a symbol of a new beginning and um like uh there the advice was to follow your intuition which is really interesting because when I had talked to the friend in person, I had told her, like, you've definitely got intuition. For sure. There's no doubt. Um, so I found it really, really interesting that that came up in the card. And anyways, so I, I reached out to the friend and I was like, hey, as I was doing your, um, your dream analysis the dream interpretation I heard tapping she's like oh my gosh and I explained the red nails and she was like holy shit <laughs> and I explained further that I pulled a tarot card because it was very clear that someone was trying to like connect to her and I told her the tarot card and I kid you not as I was texting her that the the energy like I immediately was like it's an ant it's like a it's got like that fun ant energy you know um she messaged me this whole story of how when she was three years old her mom's best friend who she saw as an ant passed away um, and this aunt would always have really long painted nails. And, um, and she was always, like, 
laughing and just she also smoked so um like I I realized that that also could have aged her like in the hands that I pictured so um but I was like that's so interesting that's absolutely wild um and of course my friend was only three so she never really got to develop a relationship that she remembered with this person uh with this aunt and that was something that her mom like my friend's mom always felt really sad about because she was really excited to see that relationship and thought the two would get along really really well and it would be just a beautiful connection um but unfortunately the aunt passed away before my friend um could have that relationship with her and there was just like this abundant feeling of love and like the feeling of that presence for her and I was like oh my gosh I'm so moved by this like it was beautiful I had goosebumps um I was like emotional and I mean that kind of shows me that I need to practice more on grounding myself but it was just wow like what an experience so um yeah I was really happy to be able to bring that information to her and like going back to the cards the book of the dead like the advice from the dead it's like the the aunt that had passed would have been a strong relationship for my friend um probably a mentor and would have given advice so the fact that they used that tarot deck was very interesting to me um and maybe a bit of an indicator that this was someone who had passed so anyways um yeah that part just it felt very good and the residual feeling of like it was almost a buzz like throughout my whole body it was like this ethereal like vibrational energy and I was like okay like somebody's excited somebody's happy um but it didn't go away and I was like okay it's getting a little a little much and I know it's gonna exhaust me so of course with all things uh all new things you should take it with moderation I guess with all things you should take it with moderation but especially new things like I didn't want to overwhelm myself so of course I like set up boundaries and I was like all right like it's great that you have a method of communicating but um I can't be the messenger 100% of the time so like I gotta live my own life too and immediately after that the feeling went away so there is a power in speaking out loud to the presence the presences that you feel um and i stand by that my mother always said that so um but yes this also does bring me to a follow-up conversation that i had with this same friend because um she messaged me shortly after and she was like i can hear the knocking again and i had told her like if it ever feels uh, malevolent 
just state like, hey, you gotta go. Um, this is my house. And like, always remember that you are body, mind, and spirit, and they are only spirit. You can overpower them as long as you believe in your own power. So, I'm like, if you ever feel that this presence is negative, you can you can kick it the fuck out. You can tell it to go, and it will. Um, and, uh... Anyways, um, she messages me, and she's like, uh, I hear the knocking, I'm gonna send you a video. So, she sends me a video, and I, I hear the knocking in it, and it's bizarrely rhythmic. I was like, that seems, like, you know how people, if they knock on your door, they do a little da-da-da-da-da kind of thing? Or like, just knock-knock-knock? Something like that. This was like... But it had downbeats, and I was like, that's really rhythmic. And, like, I, I texted that to her, and then it hit me, and I was like, wait a second. The rhythmicness, the downbeats, it's a metronome. So, obviously, with this revelation, this epiphany, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's adding up. And I messaged her, and I was like, that's a metronome. Um, and it makes sense, because the pianist that lives there, or lived there, rather, um, he don't live there anymore, I can tell you that. But I was like, that's wild. Like, that's probably a sound that he heard a lot in that house. And, like, that's how he timed out his entire life, you know? So, obviously, it, it's something that extends to him now. Part of me is wondering, as I, as I say this, perhaps there's a metronome still there from him. Because I know some of the, like, the walls and the doors in the house are from when it was originally built in, like, the 1860s. So, maybe there's some attachments and stuff to it. Either way, I was like, that's wild. And, um, yeah. My friend also explained that she has a keyboard that she hasn't touched since they moved in, so she's she's debating experimenting with it and uh, playing some music to see if the pianist likes it. Hopefully, hopefully she's good. Otherwise, she might hear some um, orchestral pieces being played at night, which could spook her, but... Um, yeah, anyways, um, it was really, really interesting to, to do this, and I, like, I was very excited, um, because it, it just shows that, like, the gifts that I was intent on developing, even though I wasn't really sure how to do that, um, I still somehow did it, and, like, I'm not saying you know, I got it <laughs> achieved. I can turn it on and off whenever I want. No, I, I'm far from that, but 
this is promising. This is new grounds for me. So um, I'm hoping that I am able to continue to practice it. And one thing I did, um, I did see, if you're looking to improve your own clear audience, I've seen a few, um, a few videos and different things suggesting that in order to improve it, attune yourself when it comes to music. So when you listen to a song, isolate the different parts, like different instruments and stuff like that throughout the, the song, as long as you can. If you can do it for the whole song, holy shit, you're incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, just isolating the different parts and then like actively switching between them. And then once you're able to do that, you'll be able to do it in your day-to-day life, isolating certain sounds. And I think, I think we probably do this. And I mean, I can only really speak for myself, but I assume, you know, there's selective hearing, you know, that's a thing. So if you're ever in a busy place, isolate conversations, listen, I'm not saying eavesdrop. You know, I'm, I'm not condoning eavesdropping. But eavesdrop, you know? Um, tune into different conversations at different times and see what you pick up. See what comes into focus. Um, and once you get into the habit of being able to do that and, um, and then you can apply it to what you hear in your own space and what you can identify as specific things um, within your your tangible space and within your own head your internal voice maybe even the voices of your spirit guides um, and then you'll be able to isolate the voices that are none of those things or the sounds that are none of those things but um, also be open to the possibility that maybe things won't come through as auditory sounds, but more so um, just like an intrinsic feeling or knowing, because that is a form of clear audience. Um, I guess it's, it's more of like a clairsentience, but still equally as useful. So, um, yeah, some little tips and tricks for training your your witchy skills. But that does wrap up uh, today's story. So I hope you enjoyed and I will remember to hit that publish button and I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the wild witchy world, my friends. Mm-hmm.